You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you, and thank you for making Locked On Bills your first listen every day. On yesterday's podcast, we did a comprehensive primer as if the Bills were an upcoming opponent, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I got a lot of great feedback that so many of you enjoyed listening to it, and I'm thankful for that. And if you missed it, I suggest you go back and give it a listen because it was pretty fun, and I enjoyed talking about the Bills as if they were an opponent, and uh, hopefully you gained some really good insight from it as well. But today, it's time for our comprehensive primer on an actual Bills opponent. So let's get started with the nuts and bolts. The Buffalo Bills are back home to face the New England Patriots in Week 13. The game will be played on Monday, December 6th at 8.20 p.m. Eastern Time at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. It is Monday Night Football. The game will be broadcasted on ESPN. Steve Levy is on the play-by-play. Brian Greasy and Lewis Riddick are the game analysts, and Lisa Salters is the sideline reporter. The two teams, the Bills and Patriots, they've played 122 times previously, and the Bills hold a 45-76-1 all-time record against New England. Under Sean McDermott, the Bills are 2-6 against the Patriots. They lost their first six with McDermott as head coach against New England, but have won the last two. They won both games last year. The Bills are 7-4, entering this game in second place of the AFC East. The Patriots are atop the AFC East at 8-4, and and they've won six in a row after a 2-4 start. Their wins have come against the Jets twice, Texans, Chargers, Panthers, Browns, Falcons, and Titans. Their losses have come to the Dolphins, Saints, Buccaneers, and Cowboys. And as of 1 p.m. Eastern time on November 30th, when I record this podcast, the weather report for Sunday, courtesy of weather.com, is calling for a temperature in the low 30s, 10 to 15 mile an hour winds, and an 80% chance of snow with accumulations around one inch. So it is December football in Western New York for sure. The head coach of the New England Patriots, you probably heard of this guy, Bill Belichick, 69 years old. He's in his 22nd season as the head coach of the Patriots and 27th overall as an NFL head coach. He has a career record of 288 and 140, and he's 31 and 12 in the playoffs, of course, with six Super Bowl championships under his belt as a head coach. He's challenged 127 plays for his career. They won 51 of them, so not necessarily a great challenge record. And the Patriots currently are 13th in the NFL in penalties accepted with 67, and that is 12 less than the Bills, despite playing in one more game. The quarterback for the New England Patriots is now Mac Jones, 23 years old, Six foot three, 217 pounds, was the number 15 overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft out of Alabama, and he started all 12 games so far this season as a rookie for the New England Patriots. Uh, so far this season, he's completing 70.3% of his passes, 
238 passing yards per game, 16 touchdown passes, 8 interceptions, and a passer rating of 97.1. Let's talk about some of his metrics in splits and just keep in mind that any ranking that I give you is including 38 NFL quarterbacks to attempt at least 100 passes so far this season. So if I say he ranks 10th, that is 10th out of 38. So his average time to throw this season is 2.51 seconds, which is fourth in the NFL. He's very quick-triggered. He's right there with Tua in terms of how quickly the ball comes out of his hands. When he does get the ball out in under two and a half seconds, he completes 77.2% of his passes, 7.1 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 106.4. When he holds onto the football for over two and a half seconds before throwing it, he's completing 62.4% of his passes, 8.1 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 86.9. And so a notable dip in completion percentage and passer rating for Mac Jones when he doesn't get the ball out of his hands in under two and a half seconds. His average depth of target is 7.7 yards from the line of scrimmage, which is 29th in the NFL, so not necessarily a guy that's pushing the football down the field very often. In fact, only 10.8% of his attempts are targeted 20 yards or more down the field, which is 23rd in the NFL. When he does attempt a deep pass, he's completing 36.6% of them, which is... 21st in the NFL, and he has a 74 passing rating on attempts 20 yards or more down the field, which is 26th in the NFL. Play action is part of his dropbacks on 28.4% of the time, which is 10th in the NFL, and so play action, a big part of what the New England Patriots do offensively, and with play action, Mac Jones benefits from that quite a bit. His completion percentage goes up by 9.4%, and his yards per attempt goes up 2.8 yards. And so the difference in completion percentage with and without play action is the sixth highest in the NFL, and his yards per attempt difference with and without play action is ninth in the NFL. Now this is also interesting that with play action, his average depth of target is only 6.4 yards from the line of scrimmage, which is 37th out of 38 quarterbacks in the NFL. And so... He doesn't necessarily use play action to push the ball down the field. In fact, he throws it the least far down the field in the NFL when his passing attempts include a play action fake. And so some really interesting numbers there as it relates to Mac Jones and his average time to throw, his average depth of target, his frequency of pushing the ball down the field, how they incorporate play action, and the results of play action being greater with them, but it's not necessarily something that they use to generate opportunities to push the football down the field. Let's talk about Mac Jones under pressure compared to when he's kept clean. When he's kept clean, he's completing 73.8% of his passes, 7.9 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 101.9. When he's under pressure, he's completing 59.3% of his passes, 6.2 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 81.8. And that passer rating of 81.8 under pressure is sixth best in the NFL, and that's very good. I mean, you don't expect that to be true for a young rookie quarterback, but Mac Jones is handling pressure very, very well. Now, he's still not as effective when he's under pressure compared to when he's kept clean. 
His completion percentage drops 14.5%. His passer rating falls 20 spots, and he loses nearly two yards per attempt. And so Mac Jones is doing very well under pressure, but just like every quarterback, when you do get pressure on them, they are less effective. Now, here's another interesting note as it relates to Mac Jones, looking at his splits when he's blitzed compared to when he's not blitzed. When Mac Jones is blitzed, he's completing 65.9% of his passes, 6.9 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 85.7, which is decent. He's not like other young quarterbacks that crumble when you blitz him. Now, here's what's interesting is that when you do not blitz him, 72.6% completions, 7.8 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 103. That's the fifth best passer rating in the NFL when not blitzed. And so, no, he doesn't crumble when he's blitzed, but when he isn't blitzed, he's got a passer rating in the top five of the NFL. And so a really interesting quarterback, and I think all of these numbers really boil back down to that overarching theme as it relates to Mac Jones in that he understands the rules of the play and he functions within them. He's going to do the normal stuff. He's going to get the ball out on time. He's going to be accurate with the football. He's not necessarily going to push the ball down the field a ton, but he's going to find completions and keep this offense on schedule. And for a rookie quarterback, that's a really good thing. Now, I don't know how high his ceiling is given he's not very athletic or he doesn't have a very big arm, but we know that there's a baseline level of play with Mac Jones that is very good. And you think about some of the other quarterbacks throughout you know recent history, like a Dak Prescott, who everybody said, well, that guy's a game manager. Well, as he figured out how to manage games, eventually he became a very dynamic passer. Now, again, Dak is superior in terms of physical traits than Mac Jones, but it's one thing to be five, six, seven years into your career and have the game manager label. It's also another thing to have that label, you know, 12 starts into your career. I think that we can objectively look at what Mac Jones is doing and acknowledge that he's playing well and that this isn't a situation where this is a normal rookie quarterback that is super confused and doesn't understand what to do. And so I just want to make sure that our expectations are in the right place. Again, I'm not sitting here saying that this guy has a super high ceiling and that at some point he won't be good enough and that the Patriots will want more from the position, right? I I totally think that's within the realm of possibilities, but this guy is definitely not playing bad and he's not limiting this football team at this point. They have a good formula with Mac Jones offensively, and I'm looking forward to talking about that with Mike DeBate tomorrow on our crossover preview and then for our tailgate talk on Friday where my guest for tailgate talk will give us some really good insight on Mac Jones. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated website and sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, and Bet Online is where the game starts. 
The offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is Josh McDaniels, 45 years old. He's been the Patriots offensive coordinator since 2006, except for 2009 through 2011. In 2009 and 2010, he was the Broncos head coach. In 2011, he was the Rams offensive coordinator, and then he came back to the Patriots in 2012, and he's been there ever since, except for the five minutes when he accepted the job to become the head coach of the Colts, but changed his mind after signing the contract. So far in 2021, the Patriots are scoring 28 points per game, which is seventh in the NFL. They convert 45.4% of their third downs, which is fifth best in the NFL. They score a touchdown on 55.6% of their trips to the red zone, which is only 24th in the NFL. They average 355 total yards per game, which is 14th, 115 rushing yards per game, which is 12th, and 240 passing yards per game, which is 14th. Let's look at this personnel. At wide receiver, their top targets are Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, and Nelson Aguilar. By far, their most targeted player this year by like 37 targets is Jacoby Myers, who's a sure-handed slot-type receiver that makes good plays on the football, runs good routes, and he's a tough, competitive football player. Kendrick Bourne has really kind of come on recently and made more plays for them. They paid him pretty well this offseason to come on over. And then Nelson Aguilar, who is their vertical threat, their most dynamic weapon in terms of speed. At tight end, they've got a really expensive pair of tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. They made these guys number one and number two in the history of the NFL this offseason when it comes to guaranteed money in a tight end contract. And so Hunter Henry is doing well. He's tied with Dawson Knox for the NFL lead among tight ends in terms of touchdown receptions. And then they also have Jonu Smith, who has not been as big of a factor in the offense, but we know he's very capable in terms of creating after the catch and leaking him out into space and making plays. And so a very good tight end room here for the Patriots. At running back, they have a one-two punch of Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. You guys know Damian Harris. He's been there for a few years now, a very cerebral running back, runs hard, has good vision, gets downhill, and maximizes his touches. But the new part of this backfield is Ramondre Stevenson, a rookie out of Oklahoma who is this kind of souped-up version of LeGarrette Blunt. You guys remember Blunt, kind of this 250-pound back that was super powerful and gets downhill and really brings the power. Well, Stevenson's that type of back, but he's a lot more explosive. I mean, this guy has really good speed for a running back that's like over 240 pounds. And so they've got this one-two punch going behind a big physical offensive line that includes Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, who is rock solid. Ted Karras is their left guard, who's an average player. David Andrews is a really good center. Shaq Mason is a really good right guard, one of the best in the NFL. And then Trent Brown is back at right tackle. He's recently been activated from injured reserve, and he replaced Michael Onwenu in the starting lineup, who is now on the bench. A lot of people thought he would replace Ted Karras at left guard, but that hasn't been the case. And they've been using him more as a utility blocker, as like an extra tight end. And uh, when they want to go with some unbalanced offensive line looks, you know that the Patriots, they love to create extra gaps. They love to wham block. They like to pull. And so they're really using Michael Onwenu as that type of utility blocker to go with what is a very experienced and outstanding offensive line. So what are my keys for the Bills' defense against the Patriots' offense? 
Well, number one, you have to understand that Mac Jones functions within the rules of the play. And so when you keep that in mind, it becomes paramount to tap into your ability to disguise coverage and force him to work his progressions. You know, we talked about how Mac Jones, when he has to hold onto the football for over two and a half seconds, he's not quite as effective. And so whatever you can do to force him off his initial read and challenge him to work progressions, I think is is a good strategy. And so you think about guys like Tremaine Edmonds and Taron Johnson and Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, those guys have to really disguise their intentions and make it difficult for Mac Jones to get good pre-snap reads. Number two, this is not a rookie quarterback in terms of playing him like you did Tua or Mike White. And I know that Tua and Mike White aren't rookies, but they're inexperienced quarterbacks. And you saw the the Bills really disrespect those quarterbacks, and rightfully so, with how they blitzed them and really came after them. Mac Jones is going to find completions. And so treat him like he's a capable quarterback. And he's going to work to find those completions. Like I said, he's going to work to keep the offense on schedule. And so understand that and make tackles. That's the key, right? Like he's going to throw the ball short. He's going to get the ball out of his hands. He's going to understand where your defense is soft. And so he's going to complete some passes. Go make tackles. Don't give them anything extra. This is a very important game in terms of making tackles. I know that's a very elementary, simple point, but you got to tackle well in this game. And the Bills tackling this year has been as good as it's ever been under Sean McDermott. And I'm very, very, very encouraged with how they've grown in that area. Number three, I'm calling out the defensive line. Considering all the draft capital and all of the free agent dollars invested in this defensive line, they have to show up in a big way. They got to stop the run and be in their gaps, and they have to affect the quarterback. Tredavious White is out for the season, and nothing can be more significant in replacing Tredavious White than the defensive line elevating their play and being more disruptive overall. That's going to help the Bills overcome the loss of Tredavious White more than anything. And this is a great opportunity to showcase that against a team that's going to want to run the football and as a rookie quarterback. So get after these guys. That defensive line, it's time for them to really show up in a big way. Number four is force field goals in the red zone. We talked about the Patriots' red zone offense. They're in the bottom 25% of the NFL when it comes to scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Keep it that way. If they move the ball and they get down there, okay but force them to attempt field goals and keep them out of the end zone. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, while also being high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy and they have so many great flavors, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Are you friends with Santa? Well, 
Tell Santa to, fro- to throw a few built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up to something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt, and give your beverage a bit of that built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty built Bar to go with it. Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand if you do that. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The defensive coordinator for the New England Patriots is, they won't tell you. Maybe it's Steve Belichick. Maybe it's Gerard Mayo. Maybe it's Matt Patricia. Maybe it's Bill Belichick. We all know the style of defense that the Patriots run but they do not designate anyone as their defensive coordinator. So far in 2021, they are allowing just 15.8 points per game. That is number one in the NFL. They have 30 sacks, which is fifth best in the NFL. 317 total yards per game allowed, which is fourth best in the NFL. 115 rushing yards per game, that's 20th. And 201 passing yards per game, that is third. Let's look at this personnel. On the interior defensive line, Their primary players are Devon Godchow, who came over from the Miami Dolphins to serve as their nose tackle. They have Lawrence Guy, who plays uh, a lot on the the edge, kind of as a five technique. Also, Christian Barmore, a rookie out of Alabama, who does a similar type thing. And Dietrich Wise, uh, who's been a fixture for them for a number of years along that defensive line. They also get Carl Davis going at nose to spell Devon Godchow. And so... Not necessarily a big-name defensive line, but Lawrence Guy has really developed into a quality player. Christian Barmore, as a rookie, has really flashed and shown his ability to get into the backfield and make plays and affect the quarterback. And then Dietrich Wise has just been a cerebral player for them for a number of years, and he's providing them with some quality pressure this year as well. Off the edge, they signed Matthew Judon from the Baltimore Ravens, and he has been outstanding for them so far this year. Uh, He'll be a big challenge for the Bills offensive line to deal with. Um, You know, I was kind of skeptical that the Baltimore system really accentuated Judon and gave him a lot of opportunities to make plays. Well, he's doing it now in another system, and he's been dominant. And so he's a a difference maker for this defensive line. They also have Kyle Van Noy, uh, who's been there off and on seemingly for a number of years. Had a brief stint with the Miami Dolphins, and now he's back with the Patriots doing the same stuff he's always done. It's so their uh, their edge and, and defensive line situation might look a little bit different, but it's conceptually the same type of stuff we've seen from them for years. At off-ball linebacker, Jawan Bentley and Deonta Hightower is back. Um, Hightower is a, an important leader for them. He knows how to get guys lined up. He understands schemes and how to process not a super athletic player, but a smart, physical, tough downhill player. And then Jawan Bentley is the guy that they will get a little bit more creative with and ask him to shoot gaps. And you know he's kind of an up and down player. He'll have some some really splashy games, and he'll have other games where he's exposed. At cornerback, they got a nice pair: Jalen Mills and J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson is emerging as one of the best corners in the NFL. He has seven interceptions already this year. We know he's gotten. A few hands-on Josh Allen footballs over the years. And so they have a good pair of corners here, even without Stephon Gilmore, who is now with the Carolina Panthers. Um, at safety, it's Devin McCourty, longtime veteran. You know all about him. And then Kyle Duggar, who they picked in the second round 
uh, last year. And um, he's really carved out a role for this defense, and he's become an impact player, physical downhill player uh, that has plenty of range. And um, he's just a very naturally gifted athlete, and they are really maximizing his playmaking potential in year two of his career. Now, in terms of the slot, they'll play the matchups. That's one thing we've always known about New England. They will be matchup specific with their personnel. And so it could be Adrian Phillips, who has four interceptions so far this year. Uh, he's kind of a slot safety type player. Uh, Joe Juan Williams, who's a super long-armed uh, cornerback that, you know, they can put him on a, a guy like Gabriel Davis, or if they flex out Dawson Knox, I'm sure Joe Williams will draw some of those assignments. And then also Sean Wade, uh, rookie out of Ohio State. They may get him going as well. And so they are versatile in the secondary, and um, they'll play the matchups for sure. So what are my keys for the Bills' offense against a really good Patriots defense? Number one is run the ball. you got to run the ball against these guys. They, uh, they give up yards on the ground. In fact, they are fourth worst in the NFL when it comes to yards per carry allowed at 4.5 yards. Last week against the Titans, Tennessee had two running backs go for over 100 yards, and neither of them are named Derrick Henry, who's you know injured right now. And so you can find some production on the ground against this football team, and so I would challenge that run defense. Number two is take care of the football. The Patriots have been exceptional at turning over the football this year, 19.4% of the drives against the Patriots' defense and in a turnover for the offense. That is just ahead of the Bills at 19%. And so New England is doing a great job of taking away the ball, and you want to be careful to not fall into that, whether it's throwing an interception, which Josh Allen has done quite a bit over the last four weeks, seven interceptions over the last four games, two interceptions in three of the last four games. And look, we can debate whose fault a lot of those were. The bottom line is the Bills have turned over the football too much lately, and that has to stop against New England, and they're also very good at forcing fumbles. And so so you look at guys like Matt Breida and Devin Singletary and Josh Allen, who are the primary ball carriers for the Buffalo Bills. They've all had issues fumbling the football, and the Patriots are going to be well aware of that. They're going to be looking to strip that football. And so it's a very important week to take care of the ball, not just in terms of interceptions, but not fumbling. Number three is Josh Allen has to play smart. This is going to be a really good opportunity for Josh Allen to show his maturity as a quarterback and his understanding to pick his spots. I'm looking for a very New Orleans Saints-like performance out of Josh Allen where it's efficient, you take advantage of the short passing game, you're smart about your chances down the field, and you're just kind of looking to stay ahead of the sticks and convert the football. Just keep moving it methodically down the field. And so this is a big game for Josh Allen to play smart and pick his spots wisely in terms of being aggressive. And then number four, and this kind of ties in with number three, is use all of your playmakers. The Patriots want to make you play left-handed on offense which is going to be you know, probably keying in on Stephon Diggs and limiting Josh Allen's ability to get outside the pocket. Well, show off the depth of your weapons. You've got Emmanuel Sanders. you got Cole Beasley. you got Gabriel Davis. You have Isaiah McKenzie. You have Dawson Knox. You have these running backs that you're starting to get going in the passing game. 
This is one of those games where everybody has to be involved to make it difficult for New England to make you play left-handed. So show off the depth of your weapons. You have enough. You have enough different ways that you can stress a defense, and you need to tap into that on Sunday. And so I'm looking for everything. I'm looking for Josh Allen to run the football. I'm looking for throws to the tight end and slot receivers. I'm looking for digs to be involved. Creative ways to get Isaiah McKenzie going or Matt Breida going. Like you got to kind of do all the stuff here and keep them on their on their toes. And I think that's the best way to attack this Patriots defense. So real quick on special teams, their kicker is Nick Folk. He's been a kicker in the NFL forever since 2007. Uh, for his career, he's made 82.3% of his kicks. This year, he's 31 of 34 on field goals. So he's above 91% this year, and he was above 92% last year. And so magically, this guy gets to the New England Patriots you know, in the uh, late stage of his career and becomes a better kicker than he's ever been. Uh, in fact, all three of his misses this year, so he's 31 of 34 this year, all three of those misses are from beyond 50 yards. And so inside of 50, he's 31 of 31 this year. However, he's 29 of 33 on extra points. And so make sense of that for me, if you will. Their punter is Jake Bailey, one of the best young punters in the game. He's in his third season. I will say that he's had two punts blocked this year. So we'll see if that can make an impact in this game. Lastly, their returner is Gunnar Ozluski, six foot, 170 pounds. He's really good. He takes care of the football. He's productive both as a kick returner and a punt returner. And so got to be on your P's and Q's this week again when it comes to uh, your kick and punt coverage units, which the Bills have done a good job of. Uh, But Ozluski and the Patriots, they're really, really good on special teams all around. Number one in the NFL in terms of average starting field position for their offense. And so that's because they have a great punter and a great return guy. And they obviously they cover kicks and punts very well. They've always done that under Bill Belichick. All right, folks, there you have it. The comprehensive primer on the New England Patriots. We talked about them from every angle. I've given you my best ideas on what the Bills need to do to be successful on Monday night. We will continue this discussion tomorrow with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. It'll be a crossover preview. And then Friday is going to be tailgate talk where I'm going to be joined by Mark Schofield, um, who is very dialed in with the New England Patriots. And we're buddies. And so I think it'll be fun for us to kind of, you know, let our hair down and and have a a fun conversation that'll definitely be uh, a little spirited at times, as as we definitely have uh, competing rooting interests in this game. And so uh, we'll bring the enemy to the tailgate on Friday, and uh, you know, see what type of conversation we can stir up. I'm sure it'll be great. Mark is amazing at what he does, breaking down football in general, but especially quarterbacks. And so I'm really anxious to. Uh, Get his takes on Mac Jones and this Patriots offense and, you know, his perception of the Bills as well. So don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. 
the eucalyptus fiber upper adds next level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Superlight Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.